Okay, you guys, we are sitting here with Raquel Quinnett. She is my personal business coach, friend, entrepreneur, uh, sports mom, and real estate agent. She is a mover and a shaker in our world, very well known, has a very successful real estate business. She has many coaching clients and has built one of the most successful coaching businesses out there today in the real estate world. So welcome, Raquel. I am honored to be on your show, Melody, because I know that there are a lot of people that have been on the show, so honored to be on it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So let's jump right in. I know that, you know, you have a lot of different things going on, Raquel. You are very, very busy. You have um, your real estate network that is growing every single day. You have your Play Bigger Mastermind event um, that you do. And you're, you just did one in Scottsdale, Arizona at the Canopy in uh, downtown Scottsdale, you're doing another event in September coming up for your Play Bigger uh, women's event. And I'm actually super excited to be attending that because I've never been to Arizona. It's always been bucket list for me. You're a sports mom to two athletes that are like at almost pro level. Like I'm just waiting until they get into the NBA draft, like in a few years. Um, and you have, you have been an investor in the past. You, you know, run a Keller Williams franchises in the past. You just uh, are an amazing person all the way around. And, um, someone that I've always followed, respected, and truly just loved. So, um, you know, we could take this conversation in so many different directions, but first let's start focusing kind of on like, bring people back, give us a, you know, background of who you are. How did you get started in the real estate industry? And, you know, where did you come from? Yeah, I got started in the real estate industry by accident. I was, I had just finished high school and I had always known that I was probably going to go into business. I loved business from a really young age and I found myself negotiating with my principals, my teachers, my counselors of how to get out of school early so that I could go and work. And believe it or not, my junior year, I probably had three jobs. I got into the corporate world selling cell phones. Um, my senior year, I had two classes. I graduated early, but wanted to stay um, because I wanted to graduate with my friends. And so I learned in the cell phone world about stocks. I learned, and I remember reading success magazine. I just loved listening to people that were successful because my parents didn't come from very much. We came from poverty. Uh, they were immigrants here. And so, you know, money was always tight and hard. And so I thought, Hey, if I could you know, fund myself, whether it was my own car at 16 or, you know, my cotillion is what they call it. It's like a quinceanera, but for Filipinos at 18 and then go to college. And so I think my parents were very disappointed that I didn't apply because I was in student government. I was in sports. I had, you know, straight A's. I had, I had it all, but I said that I didn't want to go to college, but I had a father figure. And I'm always grateful for all my mentors that came along the way. Um, and he basically got my application in at Cal state Hayward at the time, which is East Bay today. And so I got 
admitted on the spot. And while I was going to college, I was like, what else can I do in life? And so I decided one night I was watching TV with my older brother and he was watching Carlton sheets about how to invest with no money down. And that is kind of where I learned about real estate investing. So I got my license to be a real estate investor, not to be in the business. And I remember when I passed that test, uh, all these brokers were calling you and I thought I was actually getting a job when really it wasn't a paying job. Like I thought, <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, got into real estate cause I wanted to learn. And if I was going to ask for money, I wanted to just be knowledgeable about how do I, you know, purchase property. And my first year, I partnered and I just hung around like a lot of top producers because I was the young kid in the office at the time. And I remember a lot of the people that were top producers or people in my offices were my friend's parents. So they, they looked at me as like the young kid on the block that was just here to mess around or yeah, was going to be, that feels. Yeah, or was going to be like this assistant for somebody. Yeah. And quickly I learned, you know, what it took by hanging around with, you know, great mentors of what it took to be in this business. And I even remember like going to my first Mike Ferry, um, superstar summit in Palm desert and everybody was ordering a drink and I was like nowhere near able to order a drink. And people were asking like, how old is this girl? And, you know, it was just one of those moments where you just could not wait to turn 21 being in the business. So, uh, fast forward, uh, we built, uh, our, our real estate team without knowing that there was a playbook. And the only reason why that came about is because I started getting clients. I was still going to school in college and people said that I couldn't, um, it couldn't service my clients because I had another job or I had college. And I basically said, there's gotta be a way, um, companies do it all the time. And so I built my team kind of by accident. And then that quickly went into, um, a couple years in union city, uh, California is where our market was. Um, I started at ERA off of Alvarado, Alvarado Niles, which is now in tarot. And some of my colleagues are still there today, which I think is really interesting. Old school. Yes. Old school mentors of mine. Love and it. then I went into a private company, which is Realty Experts, which is on Mission Boulevard in Fremont. Mm -hmm. And I learned loans and I was one of the very few to learn loans. What was really interesting about that uh, going to realty experts is when I was younger in high school, I applied to be a receptionist and they denied me and somehow like it came full circle and I ended up becoming an agent out there. And, and then after that, I got recruited to building my own mortgage company from wow. there. I think we went to Arizona because we were already investing out of state, uh, in Nevada, as well as Arizona. And when I had my first child in 2005, I said, what would it look like? Actually it was more Brad than I, what would it look like if we left the Bay area? That's all we've ever known. We were born and raised. And at that time I had an eight year business and we dominated probably union city. We were on every single union city back of the bus, like banner and my whole family's out there as well as like in the Bay area. So it was hard to kind of um, there was a lot of fear during that moment, but I said, you know what, we'll never know until we try. And if we're young enough that we can always come back. So I didn't know how to necessarily like give up my team. There was not a playbook of like, 
expansion yet. I mean, if I look back, I'm like, gosh, I wish I would have had that team still. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think everything happens for a reason. I got recruited to, uh, be a CEO and a team leader, a recruiter for Keller Williams in the Arizona market, not knowing anybody. So I took over a failing brokerage in 2007 to 2010, and it became one of the top 10 market centers out of 700 offices. So I learned leadership. Uh, when I took that position. And what I say is that a lot of people leave corporate to go start their business. For me, it was the opposite. I started my businesses and then I got recruited to corporate or to leadership. And then from there, we built our second team in Arizona My when my, son, my second son was born. And that year with um, myself, Jenny, and a few virtual team members, we closed uh, 253 homes and became the number four out of all of Keller Williams agents. And then that led me to expansion of, if we've got a model, how do we expand this across the country? And we expanded it to 23 cities. Then I went into prop tech and now I'm coaching and consulting some of the most amazing people, I think in the industry. And I'm extremely blessed. Holy shit. I mean, I'm just going to let that like digest really quick because I mean, you are, first of all, such an inspiration to so many women out there that are listening to this today. And, you know, when I think of you, I think of someone that is ambitious, a true hustler, you know, you know how to put the nose to the grindstone and like really, really go out there and build something from scratch and do it on your own. And you, I mean, you just work so hard, which I think nowadays where, you know, I come from 90% of people around me always wanted things handed to them. And I was always attracted to the 10% of people that actually worked really hard and actually built businesses from the ground up. And similar to you, I was always, you know, trying to find my next mentor, trying to find someone that I could emulate or learn from and, and, understand what it's really going to take to build a business from the ground up and actually be successful because my parents were immigrants too. I'm a first generation American and still to this day, I mean, my dad doesn't have a retirement account or a savings account. They've got none of those things. Right. And so I didn't come from money. I didn't come from a real estate background. And so I was always curious how to how to become successful and how to really learn. And like, how do you get to you know, a, a point of your life where you can take care of the people that are around you. And that was always my top priority too. And first of all, one of the things that I absolutely love about you is that you're not just becoming successful because you want the fame and the glory and the recognition. You're doing it because you actually care and you, and you care so much that it comes out of you. I mean, you are constantly giving back to the people around you. You're constantly giving back to your uh, friends and your family. I, I know that a while back, you told me that you even bought your parents a house mm -hmm. in Arizona so that they could be near you. And you, I mean, knowing you for the last two years, you're constantly like checking in with me, texting me, sending me voice notes. I mean, we've built such a strong relationship and I, you know, one of the things that I really want to ask you is like, out of all the things that you've accomplished and out of all the businesses that you've created, you've been in the real estate side, you've been in the mortgage side, you've been in the coaching side, 
What's your most favorite? Like, what does Raquel like get excited about? Cause you've done it all. I think it depends on the day when it comes to the business, but at the end of the day, what I realized, I love helping people and I love creating an impact and a massive impact at scale. So I'm always trying to think, and what keeps me up is like, how do we create more impact in the world? It wasn't always like this. I mean, whether it was buying or selling, helping clients invest, creating portfolios for them, it was always like, how do we create and change their legacy for the better? Yeah. I love that. I love that. And so tell me a little bit about your coaching program right now. I want to shift gears a little bit and I want to talk to you about your, I mean, first you were doing one-on-one coaching when I first met you in the middle of the pandemic, which is like one of the scariest times to start a business, but like you were doing it. Um, I know you coach your coach is Sharon, um, who's at like, he's got like 400,000 followers on Instagram and he actually is like working with D rock, um, who is Gary V's videographer and is like doing, and he's like a eight figure business coach as well. And has been in so many different types of training programs. So you're coaching with him. Now you're doing the coaching. Now that's evolved to your play bigger events. Kind of walk us through that evolution of like, how did you get into coaching and like, where do you see it going? I think I've always coached when I had my team, you have to coach, you have to lead. They're not going to figure it out by themselves. So I learned that probably when we built our first team of what that really looked like. And then as we went into the leadership role and you're overseeing 300 agents in an office that you have no idea what, it, what tomorrow is going to bring, because I had agents that were getting foreclosed on. I had cars being repossessed in the parking lot. And at 25, 26 years old, you're thinking, what did I get myself into and how do I manage all of this? And they, first of all, think I'm a newcomer from the Bay area going, she has no clue what she's going to do and how we're going to get out of this hole. When really it was a pen, it was not the pandemic. It was a recession. It was one of the worst times in the real estate history of everybody like losing their houses. There were so many houses being lost on like one street. I remember, and that teaches you a lot of tough skin, gives you a lot of different experiences. And so when I was starting to expand into all those different states, you learn about a lot of different patterns. And I also became a maps coach for Keller Williams. And so I was one of the very few that were the expansion coaches because we were pioneering expansion before there was even any type of playbook. Like, what does that look like? You couldn't really ask anybody because no one knew when you went into a new market that you were going to have all these other things that were going to come up that no one told you about. Mm-hmm. So I think fast forward when it came to the pandemic, I was at a standstill of what I wanted to do. Cause I went into prop tech for a little bit. I did some consulting. I was a chief revenue officer for a startup company. So that gave me like a different side of, of, of real estate more on the tech side. And that's probably where I get a lot of my operational brain and uh, my integrator brain, because I've had like some amazing CEOs that I got to be around and my first billionaire that I got to work for. So just seeing his schedule and seeing like how he thought gave me a different perspective on business. And that allowed me, I think when the pandemic hit, uh, a lot of people had reached out. So this coaching wasn't like something that was planned. It was more so I wanted to just help. And a lot of teams were going home and they were so used to prospecting in the office. And because I had led 
my regional directors and my teams remotely, how do we lead in crisis and how do we get results from somebody that is in Baltimore or somebody that is in another state that you can't see every day. Mm-hmm. So that's how the play bigger coaching was birth. And we went from one-on-one to masterminds to retreats. And it's really what our community wants. And I view my VIP clients, my, and, and people in my ecosystems uh, as partners, because there are, there's been some times and some shifts and, you know, we know a lot of the same people that I coach, what really like out of anything probably excites me the most is seeing their success because they did the work and being able to guide them from where they first started to like Kenny, right? Like to where they're at. And I have a lot of those examples, Kelly, like if I go down my rosters, there's nobody that I would not be in business with today because of their work ethic, because of just how growth minded they are. And they were just so hungry to say like, here's my challenges. I trust you. Let's go build something special. Yeah. I mean, so much of what you just said, I absolutely love. And I, I totally, I mean, I understand what you're saying. It's because you were doing it. You found a need and you were filling in that need. It's not because that you you like wanted to be the next Tony Robbins. You actually were doing it already for your team. And then you went and that evolved on its own. And then I think the pandemic was like the perfect storm where preparation meets opportunity. Right. And you were able to like integrate those two worlds, which is like where I met you because I met you through Kenny. And from the second I talked to you, I was like, yeah, she's a badass. Like I need to know her and I need to be friends with her and I need to like buy whatever she's selling. (laughs) It was so interesting. And I talk about this with Kenny is I remember I was like, I'm just going to coach women and Kenny and, uh, his ex-girlfriend at the time flew out to Scottsdale, like on a fly. And was like, I want to meet with you tomorrow. And I was like, really? And that's how that whole thing started. He's like, I just joined EXP. I want to expand it. I have no idea what to do. And I know you've done it and been there. So like, you can save me a lot of headaches. I love that. And I absolutely like, I just absolutely love that. One of the things that we, an hour ago, I walked out of a level up session. We're doing these new level up sessions in the Walnut Creek office with the head of new agent development, Eric King. Shout out to Eric King. Love that dude. I am hearing a lot of pain points from new agents. And I know that a lot of new agents are probably listening to this podcast right now. One of the biggest pain points that I'm hearing from multiple different people and different platforms is new agents are feeling burned out, overwhelmed. They don't know what to do with all of the new systems, the new tools, the new tech. Everything is hitting them all at once. And one of the things that someone was saying is, I keep hearing you guys talking about this tool and that tool. I don't even know what any of these things are. Where do I start? I just need to make some money to put food on the table for my family. And I'm feeling so overwhelmed because I don't know any of this. As a business coach, as a real estate agent, as a professional in this industry that's been doing this for over a decade and more, What are some basic tips that you can give to new agents today on what they should be focusing on? Give us like three or four different like basic things where if someone's feeling overwhelmed and they're very new at this, like what are the most important things they should be focusing on today? So I'll take this from two approaches. One, if they're feeling overwhelmed, it's 
you know, what can we do to interrupt that pattern? Because you can't learn and grow in overwhelm. It's, mm -hmm. it, it causes a, a lot of stress. So yeah. I would reset and figure out what is that? Like, even if you have to take a breather, even if you have to take a walk, even if you have to change environments, because you're, um, the way you're going to receive even learning a new tool, you're going to be even that much more stress. Mm -hmm. Yes. There's a lot of different bells and whistles. And as the economy and technology changes and, and the consumers think it's going to be even faster for a response, you can learn all of those different things. But at the end of the day, I always say that like, the first thing that you want to learn in this business is how to create appointments, because if you can't create appointments, you're never going to get to step two. Like you can have pen and paper and not have any tech for now and create appointments and show up on appointments and you'll be just fine and all that stuff. Cause when you create income and revenue, cause I'm all about like, let's scale first at revenue because you can throw money at solutions any day. You can hire somebody to get all that stuff set up, but it's hard to hire somebody when you have no money. I love that. That's, that's 100% right. Just go back to the basics, right? Foundational. Don't worry about what real scout is. Don't worry about what follow-up bosses. Don't worry about home bot, all these different tools. I mean, especially being on the number one team at EXP, AKA team fast. I don't know if you guys know that that are listening, but team fast just made number one team at EXP. Um, and, and we have all the tools, all the tech, all the offices, like all the parties and events. And like, it can be very distracting. I know that it was for me in the beginning, but you need to learn how to put your blinders down and quiet down that noise which leads me to my next point. And I think that this is like the juiciest topic we're going to talk about today. It's something that's been on my mind. I was on a fast forward mastermind with um, Kyle and Dan on Monday. It's been on a lot of people's minds. And that is number one, all of the different opportunities that come out of a recession. You touched on this on our last coaching call and like I could feel your excitement coming through the screen and you were just so excited about all the different opportunities that are happening and will present themselves over the next couple of weeks, over the next year. We know that most real estate agents are going to be leaving the industry. I don't know what the statistic is or what the numbers are, but a lot of people are leaving the industry because it's going to be harder than ever to actually build a business. And I want to know kind of what is your perspective? Well, I already know, but I want you to tell people that are listening, what is your perspective on building a business in a recession and hitting the pedal to the metal when there is a downturn and how you can scale a business during these times. Yeah, we've built the biggest businesses in the downturn. So I'm really excited for whatever you want to call this, whether it's a recession, a shift, um, a, cor uh, a correction in the market, in the economy, whatever it is, I think that good agents are always looking at, doesn't matter what the market does, they always find opportunities. The, mo the best business people will always control their future because they always look for opportunities regardless of what the economy does. And so for those that are like scared or nervous, I say like, take a different perspective, rewrite that narrative and embrace it because I think it's what's needed in this industry. The last couple of years, people got away with, and, and it was the same thing in 05. I've been in this industry for over two decades now. So you see patterns all yep. the time. And yep. I think we're more prepared for it now, which I'm really excited about. Um, and I think that like agents is 
you got to cut the noise and create your own story because there is opportunity everywhere. You just have to look, you just have to look and you have to set yourself up. So if people are saying cut expenses, I have some people saying cut expenses, get really lean, get really thin. And I have other people that are saying that's not expensive. Go create more revenue, go create more income because, Hey, yeah. a Ferrari may be expensive to some people, but to other people that make massive revenue, it's a drop in a bucket. So it's yeah. your perspective, right? So it's, you can take, you can either look at it half full or half empty, but I think your mindset's going to be more important than anything else in this industry in this next shift. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like you need to control the narrative right now. The news and the media are trying to instill this fear in all of us. And you can't turn on the news right now without hearing the word recession. And you're right. Whatever this is, a shift, a correction, a recession, it doesn't matter. We get to educate ourselves the way we want. And our perspective is what we can take back to our clients and be the authority in our markets, regardless of if you're in tech, if you're in startup, if you're in real estate, I don't care what you're doing for your business, but you get to look at this however you want and you can make it the worst time or the best time. So I'm really looking for, you know, um, the, the next opportunity all the time. And I know you are too. And right now I think is one of the best times to create opportunity in your business. So. I think who you align with will matter more than ever when people are scared. And I remember this, even in the foreclosure market, people were scared to buy properties and we bought a few and we wish we would have bought more. Right. And right now we're doing the same thing as like, people are nervous, like when is it going to correct? But you know, people are pulling cash to be ready for this next, for all the deals that are coming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's, Talk about the event that is happening next week. Um, I'm so excited. Uh, so for those of you that don't know, we have a new Walnut Creek office out here in downtown Walnut Creek. We are calling it the new Walnut Creek hub. We're having a market shift mastermind event on June 30th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Raquel is flying out and she is going to be speaking at this event. If you guys are not already registered, I highly encourage you to register and share this event with someone else that needs to learn about this market and needs to learn about all the opportunities that are going to come from this market shift and how to actually scale your business and take advantage of this time. So um, Raquel, one of the things that we're going to talk about is opportunity during this event. And I want, you know, you to kind of talk to me about like, you know, when you come out, um, first of all, I'm so excited to see you. I'm excited uh, too. Yeah. And second of all, when you come out to these types of events, like what is your number one thing on your mind when you attend events? Is it networking? Is it, you know, getting referral business? Is it like just the experience of traveling? Because I know like whenever you go to these types of events, good things happen. So what's something that you're looking forward to? I'm looking forward to connecting with your audience, with everybody in the community and giving value. That's like first and foremost, anytime I fly to these things or speak, it's like, how do I give them so much value that they can actually walk away with tangible things that they could implement in their business right away. And then second is of course, connecting with everybody. And, and I always try when I go to these events is like, how do I stack my days so that I could connect with more people and create some amazing opportunities because I work out of abundance. Yeah. Yeah. And we're also going to have Patty Goodspeed 
with guaranteed rate, she's catering the event for us. She's the number one out of actually the top 100 women loan originators in the nation. She does like, I don't know, over probably what, 500 million in transactions a year. And she's, she's, does a lot of deals in the Bay area. She's out of Sacramento. She's coming to talk to us about what's going on with rates. Jeremy Larson, the top team leader in Santa Cruz is coming out. Um, he's, you know, within our EXP family here and he's like driving all the way out from Santa Cruz for this event. A lot of people are coming in from out of the area for this event. I'm so excited. Um, but also I'm going to be flying in from, for your event on, in September. So tell us a little bit about your event and what to expect from that. Yeah. So we have a play bigger women's event, our very first women's event at the W hotel. It is super sexy, super cute. And it's two days. We have a VIP day one day on Friday and a lineup of amazing speakers that we're going to announce in these next couple of weeks. It's a way for women to connect, collaborate and elevate, you know, whatever it is, whether it's business, we got some surprises and we cannot be any more excited for just women to actually connect with other women that are like-minded, that want to play bigger, not only in business, but in life. So, you know, there's, there's going to be some surprises there. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. If if you guys don't know Raquel, Raquel knows how to have a good time. Okay. She's a lady CEO, but she's all I feel like you're a little bit of a party girl. Like it's not all business all the time, right? Like you know how to have a good time. So I come from a very big family and we love Filipinos love to throw parties. Oh God. Send me your mom's lumpia recipe. For sure. When you have to roll a thousand of them when you're young, because your aunts are caterers, like, I don't, I don't know how many thousands of lumpias I've ever rolled, like a lot. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm jealous. I love lumpia. Um, and you have a private chef too, that cooks for you and your family and your sons, like, that's amazing. I know you and I were talking about that a while ago, but like, you're so go, go, go. You were telling me that like, there's some things that you need to delegate out to make your like, um, you know, I, I, you have a saying that you were telling me the other day, I can't remember how it goes, but like, what can you delegate out to make your life more simple? Right. And, um, I absolutely love that about you. You're always looking for the next thing, the next thing, big vision. Um, and I'm really excited to see you next week. So with that being said, um, thanks for taking time out today to be on the Spirit Biz podcast. I am excited to see you, Melody. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I cannot wait to see everyone there and connect with everyone that I've been connecting with on Instagram to finally meet them all in person. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you guys want more information about the mastermind, you can go to bit.ly slash market shift mastermind. And as always, I'll see you on the next one.